This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's that? Is that a real Phil's coffee? Uh-huh. Tell me about Phil's coffee. It's such a choice. Every morning, I just uh, postmates it to the crib. But is it good? I can love it, yeah. Why, what makes it so good? I don't know. It's just got, it's got such flavor. a weird name. Phil's is it coffee? With a Z? You don't is like it Phil? like Philly or is it like a random weirdo that just wanted their name to be on the coffee? You know, I have been to their website and looked at their origin story before, but I can't really remember. You shut the f*** up. Have you really? Yeah. I, I love that about you. Well, I've ordered it like hundreds of times. <laughs> I like wanted to figure out what's going on. Why does it have a Z? It's very it's like, not like... It's not like... Uh, what is the people that they say they just put powder Instant coffee? No, the company that actually has just like cans of powder that they put hot water in. Coffee really? bean. That's what coffee bean does? Yes. Well, like I, the vanilla latte is a powder formula that they put water in. I did used to live next to a coffee bean. It tastes like it too. It sucks, right? Yeah, it sucks. In my opinion, but I could see why there are people that really like it. It's because you could get, you, it, it tastes like McDonald's. Sugar. Sugar and sugar. I haven't spent a lot of time drinking McDonald's coffee in my life. Either I'm not talking about the coffee. I've never had a McDonald's oh. coffee. I think I'd murder myself before I'd have a McDonald's just coffee. Just like it tastes like McDonald's like, as a whole, like all it, of their products? Like just in general, you know how you feel heavy after mm. you eat there? Yeah. Like you don't feel light. You yeah. feel like you need to take a nap. Every once in a while, I'll still hit a McDonald's. <laughs> I like the fries. They're very salty when you need salt. That's true. Yeah. No, Definitely. Why, why did my girl buy some fucking, uh, my girl bought some Ritz crackers that don't have salt on them? Horrible. It's such a tease. But imagine like a wheat thin without salt. That's <sighs> like the devil. You want to just talk about crackers? I love, <laughs> I love wheat thins. I love wheat thins too, but imagine a wheat thin without salt. Ugh, yeah. The salt, Nasty. A, a cracker is really or just a, triscuit. A, a salt can do it. Yeah, but a triscuit has Tri like the most... It has the most crunch, but babe, imagine all that crunch with no flavor. That's mm. horrific. Hey, guys, you don't have like a soda or something with a little like caffeine or anything in it, do you? <laughs> Phil's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for getting me a coffee. Oh, man. That You're not been sharing Phil's with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wife was supposed to be here. I know. I heard she's sick and heard she's a girl's girl. So I'm sad I didn't get to meet her. She's like deathly sick. She's been Kobe not actually death, but like she's had this crazy uh, fever slash flu thing going on for like four days now. COVID? It's not COVID. I guess she took multiple tests. Damn. I know. Did she go to the doctor? No. Okay, well, you probably should take her to the doctor if she's not feeling good tomorrow. I've just been coming into work. I'm not taking her anywhere. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, did, I will spread this to every single one of she you. She did not. No, okay. I've been sleeping in my kid's room and shit. Oh, it has my phone in it, and I need to use my phone. I've been staying away from all of the, the humans. Me too. I don't like the humans. I'm mm. on outer space. Really? Yeah. So where do you go? What do you do? Nothing for the past three months. I've been inside my home. I don't leave. I'm too scared. Really? So we all watch these. Okay. Do you really want me to like go you, in? You said like, let's talk about some relationship stuff or something kind of light before we get into some crazy shit. I'm sorry. Kirkland cold brew coffee. <laughs> 100% Colombian. Do you really think that I'm going to drink this, sir? Can we get a zoom in on whatever the f*** this is? What's wrong with Kirkland? That's Costco's brand. Is Babe, I'm scared of this. Okay, I'm going to actually, I'm going to do drank it. it. I'm going to test taste it on camera live right now. Because 15 calories. You can't go wrong. I don't care about the calories. I care about the taste. <laughs>
Oh, hell no. Really? <laughs> I've sampled this that a few times. That tastes like a coffee bean that you just jumped on and then put some sewer water with. Damn, we're slandering all Ooh, kinds of coffee brands now. my breath is going to be now. crazy. I'm so sorry. Uh, thank God you can't smell my breath. That's a lot Ooh. of caffeine, though. That's going to have you rolling. Oh, I don't need any caffeine. Trust me. Um. Okay. So yeah. the... Oh, so many ways to go here. So many ways. Why don't we just start off with the like fun topic first? Like, like coffee fans. and crackers. <laughs> what do you do on OnlyFans anyway? When do you make that decision? Sure. Let's start there. Um, so I moved to Bali during COVID. Mm. Um, I really was at a point where, you know, I don't know if you know like uh, much about me, but I like kind of been intertwined with all of the like really powerful people that kind of run the world right now in one way or another across the board. Right. One of them was Don Trump Jr. Right. Um, and I just knew too much. And when they took over and then COVID and then being stuck in this, you know, it kind of felt like we were all being, we were stuck in a cycle. Mm. And I saw what was happening and what was really behind it all. And I know the intentions of the players versus the way the world was interpreting it. I saw how everybody was taking the cues to be divisive because that's what they do when they need to get money from here and go there without anyone looking. Mm -hmm. And I saw how people were utilizing those divisive tactics as an identity and a bunch of other very deep intellectual things that were spinning me in a place that was so unhealthy. Okay. Um, and I needed to, completely like I needed to detach. I've been um, a public figure, celebrity, whatever, since I was like 17. So I needed to detach. I found myself in Bali for a very random reason. I went there by myself. Mm -hmm. um, and Bali just happens to be a place where, you know, there's no internet, there's no TVs, really. There's no billboards. There's no entertainment industry. Mm. It's just all about healing and wellness. So I didn't ever have to worry about anything. I didn't have to be anyone. I didn't have to explain. Nobody cared who I was, mm. knew who I was, or wanted to talk about it. And then any time that I opened up and shared something, instead of putting a mic under my face or chopping it up in the edit so they can get more likes or doing whatever has been done with my story for the past 30, 30 oh God, no, over 20 years. Right. I've been in the entertainment industry, I'll say that. Um, they just put their hand on your heart and they say, um, thank you for sharing that with me. I really respect and value and appreciate your story. So your whole adult life, you've basically been having every lived experience turned into content, turned into gossip, turned Before into it was cool. media <laughs> fodder. And then you go. Before to, people started faking it for a living. Right. But wait, <laughs> on so TikTok. the world shut down and then you went to Bali or you went to Bali and then the world shut down. So you kind of got stuck there. No, I was on the last flight that they allowed into Bali because Bali was a red zone. Really? Yeah, there was like three people on the flight and everyone was looking at us like, you are crazy for going to a red zone. Right. And America made us all fear the red zones. Remember when the, there were colors on all the different areas internationally? Yeah, yeah. And, and um, Bali was a red zone. Indonesia was a red zone. And I never met one person with COVID and I did Bikram every day, which is like 30, 40 people in a room breathing each other's air very heavily. Is that like a hot yoga thing where yeah. it's all trapped in there? Yeah, okay. trapped. And the first couple of times, I mean, there are no locks on any doors in Bali. So like for my first three months, I was just dead paranoid that I would get shot, raped, stabbed, whatever. I had all these thoughts in my head constantly. And the first time I had a good sleep, I woke up and I thought, 
I have been so trained by America, like America has groomed me. That's a level of grooming that I hadn't even understood until I lived in another country. Mm. Uh, How groomed I was to understand violence and protect myself from it. Shit, I signed something before I walked in here that said I wasn't carrying. This is a fucking podcast. To her, this is like hard to believe. I'm shocked. I literally wrote wrote your producer and I was like, I'll I'll leave my Glock in my glam room. Mm. Like, damn I'm so sad I couldn't bring my Glock or whatever it's called Many a Glock girl I had to literally look it up because I spelled it wrong I'm just letting you know Glock? yeah CK yeah I didn't know I just put G-O-L-O-K <laughs> like the fuck what do I know about guns right yeah once you get close to the rap stuff there's a lot more oh I've been close to the rap stuff I've seen all of them I just don't know what they're called I've seen lots of colors and flavors and I get it who's the most dangerous rapper you spent a bunch of time around Besides mm, the obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just go with the obvious, Diddy. Okay. I've been around people that they that are assumed to be very dangerous people, like let's say Suge Knight. Mm. I enjoyed him. He was great to me. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't in business with you? No, he wasn't in business with me, and he didn't try to hit on me. He just really fucked with me as a person and wanted to hang out. Mm. Yeah. Was that a chime? It was. Let me turn that off. That's so goddamn disrespectful. That's such I'm a crazy so sorry. noise. That's crazy. You were you were like worried that. I was gonna bring a Glock and you're scared of a beep. Good okay. God. We give the same release form to everyone. <laughs> I understand. I'm teasing you. <laughs> That's okay. Wait, wait till she sees the video of the person who ran up into the podcast room oh, and I put saw, a gun I in my it. face. I did. Oh, that was you? Yeah. Oh, I actually did see the video where a gun was pulled out, but then it wasn't it just a fake viral thing? That it everyone... ended up being, well, the gun ended up being fake, but we didn't have any clue it wasn't like an inside uh, job I thought you guys like planned it all to be viral and I was like that's so embarrassing and silly and that I've been in be. rooms where guns were rolled up on it in, in that exact way uh-huh. that I watched the viral clip and um I just was like why would anyone want to fake something like that it's a horrific experience to be a part of for to get cute likes but no disrespect I understand that's the world we live in now okay for the record it was it was from our perspective it was real Okay. Although a ton of people thought that it was fake, but yeah. for us, we were, we were, we, I mean, we beat the dog shit out of this dude. We almost killed him. Okay. So that's why you guys have that. Cause I've done other podcasts and I never had leave your, your leave your gun at home that I signed. Yeah. You should Ever. start doing more hip hop podcasts. It's, <laughs> it's a whole thing over here. You know, they're not going to f- with me and not especially after today. Well, I don't know how much love Diddy really gets from the hip hop well, world let's at this ta- point. Let's talk about that. I mean, Charlemagne and Joe Budden kept their mouths super silent and they're literally famous for being gossips. I know, they're scary. They're Slash. scary or they're scared? Well, they're scared. There you go. I'm just keeping a hip hop. Um, but okay, that definitely has been a crazy thing to witness. Okay, l- let me ask you this. You were 17 when you got into the making the band process and everything. Yeah. What kind of person were you or what kind of kid were you that you were going after this opportunity of being on reality TV and and getting into all this type of stuff so early on? So reality TV wasn't a thing then. Right. There was no music reality competitions. This was before American Idol. Mm. Um, there was a season prior to mine. I did not watch it. It was right. dub band. Yeah, I, I watched that. everybody famously remembers the cheesecake situation or yes. something that happened, but, um, I did not watch that, but I was in starting out in college. I was going to go to law school. I wanted to be an entertainment attorney or, um, potentially some type of an attorney that works internationally with refugees. I was playing back and forth with it. 
Um, I come from a family of lawyers, mm. so I was always in music. I was always on stage, but I thought once it was time to get serious that I needed a serious job. But truly, I don't believe I ever was meant to go that route. Mm. My mom, who is a lawyer, um, sent me the audition and was like, you know, you're getting ready to go to law school and, um, I'm a lawyer. There's a glass ceiling. You're going to have a miserable life and you're far too creative for this. I didn't have half the talent you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw this audition on the cover of the desert sun, which was our local newspaper in the desert, Palm mm-hmm. Springs. So, um, Shout it said, did, <laughs> it said Diddy was looking for a girl that could sing like Christina and mm-hmm. dance like Britney. And he wanted to make an international superstar girl group. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. I told my mom, no, that's stupid. And I went to school that day and I was waiting for the boy that I liked to give me a ride. And he ended up, ha- I, w- I asked him, could he give me a ride? Uh-huh. And he ended up having to work. And so I was like, and I'm just going to go to class. It's not meant for me moving on. But that night I had had a dream that I was performing on stage and I just barely remember bits, but like I was touching people's hands. They were screaming and crying and like touching my hands back and I was singing. Mm-hmm. So I had a thought that morning to maybe go do what my mom had sent me. Mm-hmm. Um, but my boy, the boy I was talking to couldn't take me. And then randomly he got it off work and he picked me up from my way walking to my poli sci class and drove me out to LA and I auditioned for this band and my life changed overnight. And reality TV wasn't a thing. I had no idea what to expect. I remember being back at home, walking into a Ralph's the day the first like commercial aired and like 16 people in the aisle dropped their baskets of food and shit went flying. And they were like, you're Aubrey O'Day. And I was like, no idea what the fuck was going on. Right. I mean, that was before it was like, and now you see reality TV stars everywhere. Everybody's a fucking reality TV star right. with TikTok. Very, very few rise to the point of having the kind of fame that you would have from just being on an MTV reality show at that point. I, I don't know. I mean, and tell me if you can name them, even you probably because you might have more knowledge. I don't know that there's any that one that's been on reality TV as long as me on a television show every year pretty much year every other year since I was in my teens to up till now and I'm turn almost turning 40. Right. I've been on so many shows. <laughs> it's insane. So what's your perspective on it now? You think it's just like unbelievably lame and corny or is it something no, I that think you TikTok hold is close unbelievably lame and corny. I think the whole new yeah, generation is yeah. unbelievably lame and corny. Sorry, it's not their fault. They're being fed the new the information and mm-hmm. they're being told that they can be something. And meanwhile, China's collecting all their data and it's going to control who wins the election this year. And it's very problematic. That's true. And we need to definitely figure out how to create some legislation that at least creates these types of apps and programs that are going to promote being famous and allow you the opportunity to gain an audience to at least being made in America so that we're not having our data stolen or misused in any type of way to hurt us right? in the international scheme. Definitely. So, okay, you joined Danity Kane, and, like, I myself watched, like, an hour plus of YouTube documentaries last night about the whole rise and how it all came together Sway. and the different characters and everything. Sway's rise and fall? Was, was that it? Was Sway docu- doing it? Some woman just oh, okay. reading into the camera oh, and talking okay, about it. Yeah, I don't know, but... um. What was your relationship like with Diddy early on? Because it seemed like from the show, I've seen some clips that he definitely 
had like a real vested interest in your appearance and had very strong opinions at times. I don't know how much of that is like kind of for the camera versus like you and him actually having a sort of sadistic relationship, one-sidedly sadistic, I believe. I think all of those words that you just use are very accurate for this moment. I did not recognize that at the time I was in my teens. I was far too young. Nothing we did was faked then. Mm. I was, I've been on reality TV so long that I can literally tell you when the shift was. I remember when I used to walk onto sets and just was me. And I remember when I started being handed a script or mm. lines to say, or just watched a producer walk in and tell us what to do in the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, that got real uncomfortable. I really, that once I was started being asked to do that, I've not watched any of those shows. There's so many shows I've been on that I never even watched because I just know, um, they're silly. Right. And I was just taking a paycheck. Right. There's really nothing going on authentic anymore. Very little. But, I, but you felt like Diddy had some special type of interest in you from early on or? Nothing that we did was fake. So whatever you saw, which you're describing as being a one-sided sadistic uh, pull toward me, I assume, or however you would say it, whatever mm -hmm. you saw is what it was. Right. And does this, this just start increasing as the years go by? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of... I mean, let's continue to, we'll, I'll go piece by piece with you, sure. but yes, um, you know, I have a girlfriend that I'm right now taking inventory of my experience. I'm being forced to mm -hmm. in so many ways. Um, and I'm making sure that I not only have the receipts, but I have the understanding mentally of where I was at, which takes asking the people that were around me at the time, what were my responses to things? And I'm finding out so many times, even very early on where Diddy was making comments like, oh, now you're fuckable. like you look right. I can fuck you now mm -hmm. and things like that. I don't even remember. Really? And I asked my girlfriend when she recalled that my girlfriend, who is a therapist for UCLA and has nothing to do with the entertainment industry and wants no part in it. Mm -hmm. um, she said she remembers when he said that to me. And then <clears throat> she I said, what did I do? And she she said, you kind of looked at me and said, he finally thinks I'm pretty. Mm. That was what I thought in that moment. Now, I don't recall that, but she recalled it very clearly. And I think that it's just so telling for what a woman goes through in a systemic problem. Specifically right now we're discussing urban music, but it's happening across the board in music, mm -hmm. but it's a systemic problem that like, you know, you meet the person that can make your dreams come true. It's, it's very much, it's grooming. It's very much like what the military does. They break you down to make you what they need you to be. An abuser will never abuse you on day one. They push you a little bit. They talk to you a little rougher. Mm -hmm. Then they grab your arm a couple times. They get a little more forceful. They nudge you. They, they poke at you. And then they get into your head that you're problematic. Mm -hmm. You're a problem. And you need somebody that's real, that will tell you like it is and get you in line. And when you find that person, that's when you'll know you're really cared about and really loved. And when you are so young and you have a child... When you are so young, you see how quickly kids pick things up and how mm. quickly you start to understand the world. When you are at a young age and you're being groomed, and 
like I said, America grooms us. Mm-hmm. So, so there's all kinds of issues that were, you know, instilled in all of us that we are not even aware of until you leave. Mm-hmm. But specifically in this setting, an abuser grooms you in that manner so that when they finally do violate you in a serious way, all of that to me is serious though, frankly, mm-hmm. when grooming is serious, but when they violate you in a, in a assault way, um, it's people like I, I was told that you kind of took pause on Cassie's story because it's 11 years that she dealt with something that sounds so traumatic, I guess, kind of where the words I was kind of told that, that your perspective was, is that accurate? Um, I think at least in the beginning, I was pretty skeptical of yeah. just what we could really, you know, be sure of in regards to all this. I think like having heard so many people's stories, especially, you know, what really made me feel confident in a lot of this stuff is uh, listening to Gene Deal, his bodyguard. Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. Really? Yeah. Because he had a really astonishing quote. You should hear the one he's not saying. It's even crazier. Right. So he's got stuff in the tuck that he hasn't put out there? Everybody does. Really? Yeah. He had, he had a line. Allegedly. And we're going super out of order here, but he had a line when he was talking about uh, Danny Duquesne where he said that, this is the line, uh, it was it was when a couple of the girls in Danny Duquesne, I guess, like refused to sign some type of agreement. We were giving a publishing deal prior to right. Cassie coming forward about six months, maybe even prior to that. And Gene said that Diddy's said to him in privacy, and like there was only one other person in the room, I'm a drug they ass out and pimp them out to my N-words. Yep. And Gene apparently was horrified and told, and, and he's, he's quoting himself, but he said that he said, that's somebody's child. And then, so let me, let me give you clarity on that because I did want to talk to Gene because I took issue with that interview because he chuckled in it a bit when he was saying it. And I did not fuck with that at all. Really? Um, and then when I got on the phone with him, he is the kindest, sweetest man. He acknowledged that, you know, it was an, an uncomfortable thing that he was kind of recalling and it was like a nervous chuckle and he takes it really seriously and that, you know, he was sorry if I was offended. So I want to make sure that that's noted because I don't want to act like I watched that and was like, oh, I'm so happy to have received this information with a little bit of a chuckle. I, I didn't take it as like a chuckle. I took it almost as more like I, I felt like he was almost on the verge of like crying. No, rewatch it. Really? There was a chuckle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, it was noticeable enough for me to get 5 million messages about it. Oh, really? Okay. But but he uh, he acknowledged it right away to me. And I really respect him for that because that was not, in, it did not have that intention on it. Right. And also what when I first saw it, because there are so many people coming forward and there are so many stories and you're only seeing what you are seeing online, right? That's mm-hmm. according to some TikTokers or whoever. There's a whole world happening behind all of that that is so beyond your imagination. We could sit here for hours and that's not even information that I personally would share because they're not all my stories. You're talking about private group chats, emails, et cetera, of people who know about stuff that happened in this bad boy universe that are like privately working on what might be to come out publicly in the future? There are so many witnesses. 
There are so many victims. Now, if or if not, there were to be any type of investigation occurring, no victim should should be or can communicate with other victims. And so victims are likely not communicating with victims. Mm. But a lot of people that know things or that are building things or whatever do reach out, do tell you everything. Sometimes they'll just write everything. I mean, I receive information whether I want to or not. But I've erred on the side of stepping away from the movie that's being made. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that literally. I mean that metaphorically. The movie of Diddy that's being painted right now. And I come back to myself, what I know to be true, what I know I witnessed, what I have receipts of, and what I believe. And I have pondered it all the way down to, I really adore one of his kids. So to me, I have to ask myself, this is a, this is a father. Mm. So you really need to be sure when you speak what you're speaking about and how you're speaking about it because this is a man that's a father and I think it takes a certain amount of something to be a good one. I'm not saying he is or isn't, but I've, tr I've, I have enough information at this point that I asked Jean just bluntly, is this a sociopath or is this somebody that, can be redeemed. And I'm not talking about in business or to the world. I think it's a wrap for that. Mm. I mean, like his soul, because I care for people's souls. And that was a man that at one point I, I just like adored looked up to, he made my dreams happen. Um, you know, it's just somebody that like, I just thought was all encompassing. Like everybody saw him to be for so long. And I, a random girl in Palm Springs, a random white girl in Palm Springs. I might be the only random white bitch in Palm Springs that was bumping Pac and Biggie, <laughs> but still the, a white girl from Palm Springs ends up coming and being like this lead in his five member band that did become, you know, double platinum international a girl group that is like, you know, I still believe in the Guinness Book of World Records, ever having back to back number one albums. I mean, these things are not like cute little like I've, I, I went million today on TikTok. These are real stats. This is real shit. This isn't bought, paid for. This isn't viral. This isn't streams. This is a day and age where everybody wanted to be in someone's MySpace top eight mm. and where you had to walk into a record store and buy a record. Right. People physically walked into a record store and bought Danity Kane's records. And they are the ones that gave us two double platinum albums at that time, 1499 to $17.99. I don't know what it was. Let's call it 16 times 4 million. If that's what it is, that's like 60 plus million dollars. I didn't see a penny of it. Mm. None of us did. Right. Because the label supposedly never recouped or whatever for all the costs associated with getting this thing off the ground. Do you buy well, that at all? Well, considering that MTV and Viacom were attached to the 
beginning of this picture, they were paying for the studio space, the producers. They were taking on most of the costs. They were even paying for Diddy's demanded helicopter specific type of like really expensive jet that he would walk off of when he'd arrive to set allegedly. Hmm. So the people footing the bill, and I'm sure they made a lot of money off of us as well. Mm-hmm. We were paid, I think, in the beginning, like $4,000. I make six figures on a television show nowadays, and I won't take anything under that. Mm-hmm. You know how hard I had to work to get to that number when starting out at 4K, which you know is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's terrible. But yeah. let me ask you this. There's a extremely viral clip of Jaguar Wright going through a lineage of all these different people who are associated with Puffy that from her perspective were planning on writing books or coming forward, speaking about him, etc. I actually just watched an extremely good video by uh, my friend Swamp Stories about this and he did a little bit of fact checking on some of the, the the deaths that she's basically claiming to be associated with Diddy. And there's, there's some stuff that seems a little bit off base, but a bu- the overall theme, it does seem pretty out of the ordinary. Would you say that that, d- when you see that clip of Jaguar Wright saying that? Which part? She said a lot. Just saying, well, the, the primary clip of her just sort of listing off all these different people who in his orbit who passed away seemingly of mysterious causes. What is What are the emotions that you feel when you see that? And is that part of why you've been keeping such a low profile and why you're living in this sort of state of fear? Well, if you were to believe what Cassie has alleged in her lawsuit that was settled in under 48 hours, mm. it says that a car was blown up, Kid Cuddy's. And if you believe that, which Cuddy confirmed it, if you believe that, I mean, it is hard to believe that the average person is capable of, like, getting someone killed, especially through, like, poison or whatever. But now that we have it confirmed that he blew up Kid Cuddy's car, well, I mean, it's not that far of a leap to say that they could orchestrate somebody losing their life as well, right? So, question, if you worked for somebody that now is on record that is capable of, at the very least, doing that— a lot of people suggest a whole lot more. If you had first-hand conversations with bodyguards that potentially helped along with any of that or could talk to you personally about any of that, and how would you feel leaving your house? I have over 600 license plates screen-capped in my phone right now from the past three months of just random cars that were parked outside my home that didn't look right mm. to me. I've never seen them on my block or I'll make a quick U-turn if I need to get some groceries and like a big car busts a U-turn in a really weird spot. It's like there are things that I know to look out for because I've been followed before mm-hmm. <laughs> in multiple settings that I'm noticing. So would let me just ask you, would you not be a bit worried or stay at home or keep yourself safe? Would you not? I'm a little worried doing this interview. There you go. (laughs) So, yeah, I can imagine that that probably is reasonable. Have you had, like, any experiences that really stood out to you? I mean, I would ask Roz literally, like, am I being crazy? I would literally just ask him because he very much is not a drama queen, is not about gossip, and would directly state to me, 
you know, where he felt I was doing too much and where he felt like I was doing enough. Mm. Like while we were dating and he knew about it, Pras would always tell me. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, I, I wondered sometimes and I tried my best to get the answer to it. Was the Cassie lawsuit a surprise to you or did you know that was coming? I knew something was coming because um, it was too much of a stretch for me to believe that I knew something was coming when I was given the publishing deal. I knew after my attorney looked into it and saw that we weren't really getting our publishing back from back when we actually sold as many records as we did, which would financially change all of our lives. And we did write on songs. And so we would get a nice chunk of money. Mm. Um, I saw all the headlines about Diddy's being benevolent and giving all of his blessed artists their publishing back. Because it's, you know, notoriously known throughout time that he he screws his artists over, mm-hmm. allegedly. So when that came to me and then my attorney confirmed, uh, it's not really him, it's Sony. And now they own your catalog and now um, they are giving you the rights to whatever it's made in this small period of time and in the streaming age when you have to stream something a million times to make a cent, what good does that even do me, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, it came along with a silencer, basically, in so many words. It came along with a very long, drawn out, you can never speak of all of these things and people ever again. And these people, these people, the people that they've ever worked with and anyone that they've ever worked with, who's worked with, who's worked with. Mm. I mean, it went on for generations. It basically would cover everyone in the music industry. Right. So I knew at that point, he's not being benevolent. He's covering his ass for something. And that's when I wrote my band and I told them, please do not sign this. Something bad is going to happen. Or the only other thought I had was he's promoting an album. The thought that I didn't have at the time that I kind of have now is, was the album also an additional distraction? Mm. But the part about getting, uh, being the benevolent soul that was giving our publishing back, giving us our publishing back, when I realized that that wasn't actually real, Mm. we weren't really getting our rightful dues given back to us. I would just like to be paid for my work. I'm not asking for anything else. No, I remember this news cycle. It's like at first, it's like, oh, was, wow. He's a god. Diddy is doing something and, and so nice. And can I just say one thing that sure, really yeah. was sitting in my soul since we're getting things out today? Mm-hmm. I just want to say to every journalist, what can, camera can I look in? To that every journalist that was given that story by probably his publicist and that ran it. And I'm talking, I saw it on the covers of Complex, Variety, all the way to like very reputable news sources that are official and confirm things. You guys spe- spread a very big black and white headline to the world that was not accurate. And that is poor journalism. And you guys should be ashamed of yourself straight up. Hmm. Well, I mean, he was trying to give the publishing back. It's just that he was doing it in order to... The words, the pictures, and the choices made were very much that he is a benevolent soul. Mm. And the pictures were uh, arms in the air. And here's the king coming to do right by everybody. All, everyone that participated in that story, I didn't get a phone call from any of them. I was not asked by any... I had to go on an OnlyFans podcast. Ask. 
Shout out Glenny. Love Glenn. To be able, to, and I had to ask Glenn, hey, can you just ask me about this? Mm. Because no one is. And there's a problem with what's being said right now. Right. And, and yet it was just like, I literally, my manager and agent called me and were like, congratulations. I'm so happy that you're finally going to be paid for your work. Hmm. And I was like, wow. So everybody's just believing this. Right. Yeah. So (laughs) that was the original story. Then the next round of stories was basically people doing a little bit more deep digging and realizing that what he was actually giving back was not really worth all that much in terms of actual dollars. No, let me correct you. The next round of stories was me going on Glenn's podcast and reading the contract parts of it to the world. Mm. And then that went viral after Cassie dropped her lawsuit. My name was trending with Diddy and Cassie. And I thought Drake released an album, but no, it turns out it was because of that interview. Because in that interview, Glenn asked me, why do you think he's lying about this or making it seem like you're getting all of this stuff back when you're really, it's really not what it sounds like. Mm. If they had just approached me, even with just the publishing, they can only give me now, right? If Sony just said, all we can give you is what it is now. Why did that come with a contract that said, I can't speak Diddy's name, any of his family or any of his business partners and their business partners and their business partners. And also says you can never speak of this contract or its existence. Mm. Why couldn't you just give me my rightful dues with putting none of the rest of it on there? I would really like someone from Sony to answer that for me. If there are any lawyers or anyone from Sony that can provide that answer I would really appreciate it and so would the band members band member and my group that didn't sign the contract either we would like to know the answer to those questions it's really hard to get any answers if every single person signed that contract not some people did but he would be giving up maybe what like a couple hundred grand a year maybe a million a year and and he would be giving up nothing that he's not giving way more of right now to a lot of people probably allegedly right but because then the amount that he benefits from i don't know 50 people signing these ndas is massive you know what the sure but also the benefit is like you've corrected your soul's journey Mm. You stop screwing people over. Have you ever screwed anyone over? If you're a good person, it usually wakes you up at night 10 years later. Mm. I like to correct my wrongs. You know, I'm not always aware of them. Sometimes people act like they really like me in the room. And then I found find a, see a whole different edit on the Internet. Mm. I don't know. I watched it happen in a podcast. I don't know what happened. We we're great in the room. Either way, I don't know all the time that I've offended someone or hurt somebody, but I certainly would acknowledge it and want to make it right if I did. Mm. And I'm wondering why that, where that part of him is. Is Diddy really in a place where he's going to be like suing people for breaking their NDAs and shit? Or is his career already in such a... I can't tell you what place he's in, but I, I... Listen, if you have asked somebody to sign an NDA that is requiring them to be quiet about anything illegal, Mm. that's not enforceable. Right. You can drown them with whatever, but there's also a lot of lawyers that'll work pro bono to get them undrowned as well. Mm. So if there are victims out there that are scared of that, they shouldn't be. Right. So you're saying that if you had signed that contract and then if you ended up still disclosing some degree of uh, physical or sexual abuse... The NDA is not supposed to protect against that because that's illegal and he, he wouldn't really have much of a case to come after you. You can't make someone sign a legal document to stay quiet about illegal behavior. That's mm. not admissible. 
even if you it's can't a, enforce that. Even if it's illegal behavior that like as Stormy you said, was able this, to be in trouble because they had consensual sex. Right. So if she signed an NDA about consensual sex and then she came forward and talked about it, then she's going the lawsuit's not going to go in her favor regarding being sued over the NDA because everything was consensual, nothing was illegal, and you did break your contract. Mm. But like let's say had everyone in Danity Kane signed that contract, he could have potentially used vocals that he had of ours on his new album mm. and put us as one of the artists featured. So people should look into all the artists that are featured on his album and try to interview them and see if those are vocals that they did for his album or if those are vocals that they recorded 10 years ago and he just brought them back because they're now silenced and acted like they're featured and supporting him in this new era of his journey. I think people should look into that. I don't know what is to be the case or allegedly to be the case, but it would be a good idea to go look. When you see Diddy's career going through this, you know, markedly downward trajectory over the past couple of months, how would you describe the emotions that you feel seeing that happen? Oh, God, to him? everything. I, I swear to you, I have everything from, I have days where I'm like, before. This information. Right, because that today. This, this, this right before the holidays. Right. Was um, a different story. And also I wasn't connected with Proz anymore. So I couldn't get his take on all of this. Okay. But um, prior to, um, I went through everything from, I feel so horrible for him. Literally like that thought was spoken out of my mouth and I can't fucking believe it now. But I, I said to Praz, like I questioned everything. Do, do, do girls secretly want it? Are guys really this sick? Is he sick and doesn't know it? Is he sick and knows it? Is he a sociopath? It does. He feel sorrow for his wrongs. I don't have answers to, to, anything. There's just more and more questions. As I start getting third party like witness accounts that are that are being um, say the right word attested to. I am mm -hmm. getting more angry. Mm. You know, I had the choice to not come in here and do this interview today that and a choice that could have potentially benefited me by not but I, it didn't take me but one second to say I don't fucking care. Right. Just out of curiosity, how long were you dating Praz or what was that like? Um, of the Fugees, for those who don't know. Yeah, Praz. Um, I'm sure you know a little bit about his life, oh, what's yeah. going on right now. Right. Well, he had that crazy ass case, right? Yeah. And he's being sentenced or in the process of the sentencing phase. of Okay. It. That's happening right now. Yeah. They're trying his team right now is he's got a great team of lawyers that are trying to fight for his freedom and point out all of the, um, problematic, um, the problematic, uh, actions that took place in the, during his case, during his is it called during his court case right <laughs> um and he's fighting for his life right now so imagine being in his shoes that are so heavy i mean he's facing the potential sentence i believe is like 20 years right max 
And then me coming forward. And he first came to me when he saw Glenn's OnlyFans video drop before it even went viral or anyone saw it. He saw it and he hit me up and was like, you're a queen. Like, I've never seen anyone pull out a document from one of these head asshole labels and just read the words out loud to everyone and let people know what these things really look like. People are just too scared to really get very transparent about what's happening. Had I signed that contract, I would never, ever in my life again be able to speak about all the names in it, anyone they've done business with, or the existence of it in general. Mm -hmm. Do you know how problematic that is? All to what? Get what's rightfully mine that was taken from me? That makes no fucking sense. And now it's created this huge beef in Danity Kane for those who still care because the problem with signing that is it's not about the money. It's not about the money for anyone. It was literally $300.14. It's nothing. Hmm. It's about couldn't we all ever reserve the right for till the end of time to potentially have the opportunity to come back together? And tell our story in any type of way. Maybe not everybody wants to sing or be on stage again, but could we ever just come back together and just hold each other, hug each other? That is an experience and a time in our lives that no one will ever understand but us five. And that is not something that I take lightly. And it, it, it was a line in the sand for me watching certain band members sign something that basically makes it so not only can we not come back together and speak on everything that we went through as a team and back each other up for whatever moments we were there and saw, we can't back each other up in anything else ever either. Mm. And with things like this happening, if more details were to occur, I could ask, thank God my roommate for a lot of times was D Woods and D Woods did not sign that contract when I'm able to be able to have the right setting to sit down with her, I'm going to discuss all of the details with her because she might remember mm. pieces of things that more details and more information could potentially, because if I was drugged, I'll never have a memory of it. Mm. Have you ever taken an Ambien? You go to bed. You don't remember what happens. And that's not even what they're giving people. You ever take it's a way Xanax worse and get than, drunk? No, but I'm sure it's probably the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have this massive period of time in your life where you just don't remember anything. And and, and, and no amount of like psychedelic or alternative healing is going to bring a memory back. I've right. done it so I can attest to it because I have no recollection of this. Mm. But with more details and, and my bandmates protecting me, even if... I, if any of my bandmates, if I didn't like them, if I thought they had poor character, if they hit me or we fought or I, whatever the circumstance may be, I wouldn't sign that contract for the sole reason that I would be wanting to stand by them if anything ever happened to them and they needed support. Just off the fact that all five of us know how up everything was not to not everyone was treated the same and not everyone can attest to all the degrees yeah that's one thing i want to ask is the rest of danity kane 
do they have similar memories as what you have? Do you feel like they have the similar a similar level of uh, you know dislike or disdain for him? Since signing the contracts, I've only spoken on the phone with one of my bandmates, which is D Woods, and she recalls plenty. Really, she recalls information that I shared with her because we were roommates, and she saw firsthand. Receipts that I have, receipts that I didn't even remember that I had that she brought to my attention and then I got mm. because she reminded me, hey, I also saw this. Do you remember this? So she was extremely supportive and helpful. And, you know, I don't want to throw her name out there without her being able to speak herself because a lot of times in Danity Kane, you know, I get heat for that because I am so vocal and blunt and honest and forthright. And not everybody wants to have their business out there like that. Mm. So rightfully, like, you know, I'll end it at that. But D has her own story and she'll tell it when she feels comfortable. But it felt so good between D and Praz and a few others that really have had my back during this. I got really close with Babs. From the band, I love her like a sister. Mm. I mean, um, you know, and none of these people need to be targeted. They're good people, and they're just support. But they were supportive, and I, I, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want anyone to have problems, but I also don't want to like miss the opportunity to state people that like are fucking. The shit. Really, mm -hmm. truly. You know, Praz explained a lot of things to me on days where I was like, you know, every time he lost another company and things like that started happening, I would say like, you know, because I, I could pull out of the movie. Cassie's court or her documents were just so damning. Mm. They were so intense. Did you read it? Yeah, a lot of it back then. It was horrific. I mean, I had to put it down many times. Tiffany's read secondhand account of very specific details of, 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 of what she witnessed cried during it. I mean, it, it, it's so traumatic to even a witness that their whole life was shifted. Mm. I told pros at, at certain moments, like what happened was when Cassie's came out, there was a lot of people contacting anyone that could be potentially in the same shoes and there was a lot of comparisons and comparisons being made and um uh uh this pales in comparison to this mm -hmm. being done by all the people that run all of the business which i really hate by the way because no victim story pales in comparison it's a shitty thing to say feel or ever even internalize for anyone and I'm sad that I even had to go through that feeling but when I would discuss it with Praz he would say to me let's put aside all the receipts and all of this aspect of what I now know now that we've become intimate and have a close relationship so let's put that to the side you at a very young age made potentially like 60 plus million off of these platinum albums, um, whatever the number is, to this man who then turned around and, and to a network and everything. I mean, we had a hit show on MTV for five, six seasons. Um, 
Then he turned around and fired you on national television for being problematic, bad for business, promiscuous was one of the words, um, I believe. And 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 then left you out to die, signaled to the world that you're bad for business and then let you out to die. Uh, you were fucking violated. Mm. Your entire trajectory of your life now had to go a certain way. And it's not a way I chose. I walked into record labels when I first was let out, and there's a whole story behind that. Do you think he blackballed you? Oh, babe, let me just say this. Um, If I were promiscuous, do you think you would have had a problem with it? So your refusal to take part in certain things... I'm not suggesting anything other than what I just said. If I were promiscuous, as he stated, as a reason of me being this problematic person, ready for firing, do you think he would have had a problem with me being promiscuous? Mm. The language and the fact that it was aired on the biggest network at the time to the world and then they drug me back and made me sit there and face him while he's in a towel in his million dollar home in Miami with a cocktail in his hand and made me sit there and have to literally just be like victim shamed over and over again with they know this and she knows that and this is this and they ain't that and half the girls have turned on me and they're going to continue on one of them knows the truth and she's going to refuse to go back that one of them at the time was Shannon and she did refuse to go back and that made it so he couldn't replace me and keep it moving which is what he was trying to do until he decided to do dirty money and then just act like he cared about Danity Kane in order to transition allegedly mm-hmm but but like either way like I've never watched my firing until I got home from Bali I literally watched it on Instagram one night was going through old making the band clips I just sat there and I saw this human that I don't even know Mm. I look at that girl and I just feel so sad for her I'm tough now I don't take anyone's shit I'm hard I'm hard to love my dick is bigger than any man's I've ever dated. I'm taking pros out of that because I have so much fucking respect for that man. <laughs> um, but everyone else's dick, my dick is bigger. Pros look like he got a big ass dick. <laughs> Pros's dick is great. I got a radar for this kind of thing. <laughs> for sure. Does Don Jr. have a big dick? No. You got SDE. What is that? Small dick energy. It wasn't small. Really? No, the sex was not bad, but it's very mental with him. Everything's very mental. You know, it's funny because I'm listening to you talk about Don Jr. just to randomly switch this, switch this up. But I was listening to you talk about it and just thinking, like, she seems pretty cool. She's fly as fuck. Me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, you didn't think are I you thought inv- you were Are you inviting me or what? Am uh, I getting invited into the circle? Uh, we could talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, babe, I got great news. Um <laughs> I, and then I realized that you dated him before he became this like ridiculous right wing caricature on Twitter. Because to me, he's just like so detestable. Every time I've seen him speak on camera, every time I've read his tweets, I almost feel like either I unfollowed him or maybe did he stop tweeting? Because I feel like I haven't seen him on there in a long time. Uh, he goes on every now and then. He's still just as obnoxious. Um, listen. 
you see my energy. I really, you know, I couldn't be with someone like that. I'm as liberal as it gets. And I'm a fucking, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. And mm-hmm. like, um, even if when I pay my taxes, I wished I was more Republican during those months. <laughs> but like, have that, yeah. but like other than that, like on social justice issues, I just could never be because uh, I don't care about money more than I care about people's rights and things being fair for everybody. Mm. And at the end of the day, I could have never loved. And that was my one one of my soulmates in life. The one. Really? No one's beat him yet. I think Praz could have. If we could have, if we could have been able to be in these very intense, heavy situations at the same time and open ourselves as vulnerably as the other was at the same time, Mm. we just couldn't get it to happen. So you're telling me that Don Jr. in private is not consumed with abortion and trans people. (laughs) Who he is right now, I don't know. I mean, I I will tell you this. He would not. When I saw like, you know, I don't think it was gossip. It was on it was on a reputable news source. But like Washington Post, Bloomberg, somebody posted about when uh, I can never say her last name properly. I'm not really trying to throw shade, but I don't care if it comes off shady. I'm just going to call it, say, Garfield, because I can't. I don't know her last name and I don't care to learn it. When he started dating Kimberly Garfield and they were like throwing their relationship everywhere after the wife finally left him and did whatever. Then I was like, I don't believe this relationship for a hot second when I would watch her in interviews because that's just not his type. Mm. And then, and I know what that man loves because he loved me so much. He taught me how to love me differently. Really? Yeah. Wow. He used the word soulmate long before I did. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) So I watched that relationship play out and then I saw these interviews that were talking about, you know, she was head of the finance funding for the second election or whatever. And she was doing these like alleged like hot tub parties where she'd get in the hot tub with the biggest donors and, you know, party with them or whatever. And one of the donors, I guess, like gave an account of one of the nights and it said that she was talking about their sex life. I think this is all allegedly because I can't remember the specifics, but something about their sex life and he likes her in outfits and this cheerleader or this, that and the other. Don would never. If I ever showed up in an outfit in front of him, he would literally make fun of me if I ever did something like that. Skin to skin, impress me to get my dick hard is who I dated. I needed to intellectually level up daily. If I I would wake up an hour before him and learn all kinds of random obscure things about aspects of the world that are just completely undevalued and not thought of. And I would tell it to him and his dick would be hard and he would just fucking love me an ounce more. Like it was like my mind was advancing so fast during that stage because he was so impressed with it. He, he wanted to have a baby bonus. with me. And I was like, you already have kids. We're already in a mess that we're trying to get out of. Like, are you serious? And he was like, I want to know what I would make with you. Mm-hmm. I want to know what our minds would be in a child. Right. And that to me was the first time I even thought like, oh, wow, having a child is a thing. And 
it could be a thing I do. And I really would want to have a child that has his brain and my brain together. So imagine now the world knows him to be what this character is that he's become. Mm. Unfortunately, it seems like we're moving into an era where everybody's got to kind of be some kind of character. It really sucks. Mm. I tried to fight it every single show I've ever done. I have so many production companies that do not want to work with me, think I'm difficult and don't want to cast me. And every time we get down to the why, it's as simple as I wasn't doing what they told me to do Mm. or wanted me to do, which basically means they need brainless talent that don't really have stories that will go there and give do perform the story that they need them to perform. Right. And, and that means they don't trust that people are interesting on their own anymore. And they're the ones that are deciding what everyone's seeing on TV. And then people that watch it on TV internalize it as real life being projected back to them. And then they create a whole life around it. Right. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> We're all literally creating identities off of identities off of identities. And it's all being played God by a bunch of people that aren't even interested if you are interesting. Mm. When is the last time we've made, seen a TikTok about a book? Right. Everyone on TikTok needs to take a day off and read one. But I do hear about book talk. Like Where? there's a, there's a whole thing. Okay, you walk in the, you walk into Barnes and Nobles. There's a Barnes and Nobles that I go to occasionally, and I see this whole tray of books in the front that says book talk, and I'm like, why the f- does TikTok not show me any books? Oh, because TikTok knows that I like ass and like police standoffs <laughs> and shit, you know? If you like ass, you need to go to my OnlyFans. I shall. I wish that I had uh, invested I really, some money in I that. was hoping you would because I dropped a few good ones so you would see them. How freaky are you getting on there? I'm, I'm expressing my sexuality the way I like to. I'm not here to leave anybody unleft. Okay. Yeah. Is there any kind of like actual sexual stuff going on there? I'm leaving everybody happy. I'm not with I, I've I've been with a girlfriend a few times doing mm. fun stuff, but um, I've never like ever been in a relationship and record like, you know, you do more like real, raw, authentic. This is my wife. This is a person we're bringing in. This mm-hmm. is our sex type of thing. Right. Um, I don't do that. I'm not opposed to it. I just only got on OnlyFans just recently. I'm just, oh, okay. I'm barely, I'm a baby. What made you want to do that? So I called like Carmen Electro when I got home and I was like wondering where the money and brand deals were. When I left for Bali, it was like I had Fashion Nova deals, pretty little thing, this, that, and the other. I wore outfits and could pull a shit ton of money in in a month and not do anything mm. except pictures and photography and building sets and things that I love. Right. And then I was like, where did it all go? Over on TikTok, I went and looked at this thing called TikTok. There were dances. There were people uh, farting the national anthem. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it at all. I, I, I physically can't. Uh-huh. And and so then I was like, w- w- like figuring out where, you know, into my way into a profession I really want to be in, developing that. But what do I do in the meantime? And she kind of explained OnlyFans to me in a very simple way. Carmen went, Electra's on there too? Yeah. Wow. And then, and then in a very simple way, I understood it for a while. And then I was like, 
meeting different girls that are on it. And it kind of is like the celebrity girls are over here and the OnlyFans girls are over here and they don't really play friends mm. too much. And I would go to OnlyFans events and I'd try to talk to like girls and they're all into each other and their things and they maybe don't even know who I am or not Carmen Electra or me, frankly. There are a lot of young girls on there that are like in the now known or whatever, but they're all into each other and running to each other. And I couldn't seem to get anyone to gravitate toward me and like include me. Mm. So I was like, what, why am I not like fitting in here? Cause I want to be cool. So then I just started to like go to different events and start to hear what people's content was and see things that I didn't, I knew, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there with it. And then I saw things where I was like, that's actually really hot. And then I realized OnlyFans isn't in pictures. I was doing like 30 picture sets and whatever. And I was like, screw a picture. Don't be scared anymore. Like you love your body. You you feel good. In the very beginning, I would hide more with outfits. I'm like fully nude. Dan- Oop, I'm like fully nude dancing and stuff now. Mm. And, um, and like I, f- I had to get my comfort level and feel good about my body and feel like, okay, I feel good. Like showing my body in this way or that way. Mm. And it, and it, it's progressing as I go. I mean, I when I decide I want to make content, I make it. What I love about OnlyFans is my entire life, I have always come last in every business I've ever been in. Because let's just say as an artist, your manager, CPA, publicist, record label, A&R, radio guy, everybody gets paid before you do. Mm. And then it's taken out taxes and then divided on down between five. You don't see you don't see money in any of the settings, even in regards to TV. You pay your agent, your manager, your this, your that. There's everyone around me was always more important. In fact, our manager of Danity Kane at very, very early ages of my career pulled me aside and was like, you know, you're the star. And I'm like, no, I'm not. We're all the stars. We've all agreed. And he was like, listen, the audience has decided whether you guys made an agreement or not. And so I just want you to know you need to tighten things up when these like little fights are going on in between you guys, because you're the most replaceable piece of this situation. He told you you were the star and the most replaceable one. Yes. And this is what he meant. I, I, I asked to explain and he said, the manager, the CPA, the attorney, because they put you with each other. Mm-hmm. The manager, the CPA, the attorney, the record label, the the all of the heads. He's like, we're all going to be here for the next 10 girl groups after you. We're going to be running them. Mm-hmm. You're the most disposable piece. Okay. So if you guys want to fight and bicker and be over, then you're going to miss the opportunity. And all of us are still going to be here. So you're not doing me any favors. Mm. You're doing yourself a favor by keeping your group together and by any means necessary. Mm. And I just saw it as a, a battle cry, you know, to or a you know, grooming message, allegedly, potentially to do what I have to do to, to make sure my group stays together. And maybe if I'm mad at someone, don't really say it or act like I like somebody when I really don't or whatever I got to do in order to make sure that everything stays afloat. But that really was the truth. And it's the truth about you, me, and all of us that are in front of these cameras. We are the most disposable piece. They'll put another outrageous guy that likes ass and titties and whatever else in your spot (laughs) tomorrow. And then you'll tap dance for the last little bit of money you can get. 
And I, I've heard you say like your goal is to make a certain amount of money by a certain point and retire and whatever. Great. That means you're smart about your business. Because if you think this goes on forever, you're sadly mistaken. And right. that's something that the TikTokers don't understand yet. Right. That's something that that young generation and OnlyFans doesn't understand yet. I'm 40, so I've got a bit of a vantage point on that in terms of seeing, you know, these 16, 17, 18 year old kids come out and command, you know, 50,000 live Ooh. viewers at all times on Twitch and yeah. shit. Yeah. As well as, you know, I'm I'm familiar with the Sways and the and the big boys and even like the DJ Vlads and stuff who are starting to get into their 50s and I can see how your energy level is not maybe necessarily going to be the same is it it's not going to be easy for the 18 year old drill rap fans to resonate with you as a 50 year old dude as much so it's like I'm very much trying to ride this out as long as I possibly can but also totally aware that whatever power I have to command a large audience right now is almost certainly going to wear off as time goes by. Just right, so you can't make it any part of your identity or else when it goes, you're mm. going to be left with only drugs available because when you have money and there's nothing, no lights and cameras left, drugs are always there and they'll make you forget that no one cares about you anymore Right. because that's going to hurt if you've made it your identity. When's the last time you did drugs? What drugs uh, are we talking? Bali. I did psychedelics. Oh, all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never really got into drugs. I've done drugs, but I never really got into them. When I was in Bali, I was like taught the importance of psychedelics. Mm -hmm. I truly did not believe it at all. I was like, mm, no, thanks. You guys are just selling drugs. Right. But then when I actually like I, and I didn't do like, uh, you know how now people are doing like uh, shrooming. Uh, what is it called? Microdosing. Right. It could be a replacement for antidepressants that's more positive if it is good because the antidepressants that I've ever taken in life were horrible and I hated it. Right. Horrible experience with them. That's not everyone's experience, though. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, you know, if they're replacing them in a good way, fine. But if you do very large doses of it, you can go into other dimensions and remember things. In your, it basically strips you of your ego. Mm. Psychedelics completely take your ego away. And you can look in the mirror. And because all of my sessions were recorded, I was with professionals that were guiding me. I mean, it's not like I was recreationally just popping drugs. I was given drugs. I was dropped down into them through cacao ceremonies and breath work and healing, you know, a lot of alternative healing practices. I was dropped down into the shrooms. So it wasn't like all of a sudden I was like fucked up. I was dropped down in a cozy state. And then I was guided through. I basically had to make a list of intentions. These are all the things I think are blocking me in life that were traumatic that occurred. And then we'd see what was really sitting there once we got started. She'd bring up a topic. I thought my mom was going to be way more loaded than it really was. I thought a lot of hateful things were going to come out of my body. And when, when it came up... I had it one tear that ran down my face. I was so outside of my body that I could see it. Mm. I can still see it. I have a very perfect vision of it. Wow. One tear came down my, my face and I said, I feel so bad that either her or I will likely die before we ever got to be great together. Mm. And that makes me so sad because... I ended up being really great and I really wish she could see that and know me like this and not still understand me in the ways she needs to understand me in order to process whatever her behavior was in childhood. So, well, What's her perspective on you and what's keeping her from accepting what you're doing with your life? Oh, she doesn't not accept what I'm doing with my, I mean, I don't know if she knows about only, I don't think my mom would care about my fans. My mom's sexually open. Okay. Um, 
No, I, more so we couldn't ever... I needed apologies for certain things in my childhood, and she couldn't deliver them because she didn't see them that way. When alcohol's involved, you don't remember certain things. Mm. And I noticed that I was dating versions of aspects of my mother or in business with, too, um, my mom over and over again. And I was trying to heal our wounds through all of those relationships, and they weren't do they weren't healing. They were just re-traumatizing me every time. So when I got to Bali, I was like, this has to stop. Mm. I can't keep re-traumatizing myself. I told my mom, I really want to go to therapy and like really want to do the work with you. I'll even take you along in this journey in Bali with me, but you got to like actively participate. And she just doesn't want to have to participate in, in making it better. So it's not going to be better because I'm not going to try anymore. Mm. Damn, that's interesting. You, you got to tell me where you went to do this psychedelic retreat in Bali. Oh, it, it took me. I mean, I, and let me say this, too, because I'd love to return to Bali. It allegedly may or may not have taken place in Bali because, of course, drugs are illegal in Indonesia right. and you cannot do them. So allegedly, maybe I would have gone somewhere else, allegedly. But um, doing them and getting to the the real healers i'm talking real healers mm. shamans and like that took over like seven months of being respected by the right people to get to a real healer because there's a lot of fake healers there too interesting it, or only fans girls it's a really cheap way of life and it's untouched land it is the most beautiful place on the planet earth bali is breathtaking it is love it is joy it is peace it is everything you could ever want in your life you should take your wife and your child there and go have a million more and run around on a beach and and not be bothered by any of the i turned my phone off of america you can turn your twitter off of america and go to another country so it i was, could do a psychedelic retreat with my kid well how old's your child three you shouldn't give a child no. psychedelic. No, I'm not going to give it to her, but I'm saying, oh. like, could she be around? Or, like, were you getting so f***ed up that you couldn't possibly, like, take care of your obligations? So this is unlike anyone else's experience probably that they will ever tell you. But my personal journey, I had a, a woman that built kind of like a mini Disneyland for me. So there was an art area. My kid loves Disneyland. Okay, so then there was an art area where I could paint if I felt that I needed to express myself through paint. Oh, wow. There was an area where I could journal if I felt like journaling. There was an area where there was a camera if I wanted to sit in front of the camera and talk to it. Mm. There was a mirror that I could look at myself in if I wanted to look at myself. There were little Furbies. Those are the ones I remember the most. I have a lot of it in video, too. It's actually an incredible experience, and they were trying to make a documentary about it, and I was like inching my way to try to get into it, but there are people that feel I'm difficult or this, that, or the other, and I'm just trying to open my heart and be like, listen, I really know this world. I should produce this world. You guys don't even know this world, and you're trying to make it happen on a TV show. I really know it, and I really know how to teach the youth this world, the new age this world because the people that watch cable are soon going to all be on streaming and the young kids don't watch that shit mm. so so like it will die if they don't start to figure out how to teach cool I the cooler ideas to the young kids and alternative healing is really fucking cool breath work could stop school shootings if we could just lobby Congress and implement it into elementary schools. Mm. If you taught children just how to breathe 
when they feel angry, overwhelmed, pissed off, unwelcome, unloved, uncared for, violated. If they just understood how to do a few patterns of breath work, they could completely release themselves from grabbing that Glock with the, what is it called? Bump stop and shooting up oh, the, the school. Switch. Yeah. I, I, that was one of my ideas when I came home. Produce an, a documentary about alternative healing and get a bunch of your celebrity friends who are way too caught up in their egos mm. to face themselves without their ego. It's a trip, man. When I learned to not be Aubrey O'Day, I did not know who the fuck I was. The day that I realized my entire personality was based off of trauma response was crazy. Mm. The entire human Aubrey O'Day that I don't even feel like my name is mine anymore. Mm. It's the world's to throw around and make fun of, basically. I, my, so is my body, really, as well. One of my first viral videos was uh, I like got some acid from some dude at the bar, and then the next Acid's day, a yucky one. we went on a hike in uh, the woods, and I took the acid and made a video of myself while I was tripping, and that was like one of the the first big things that I did. What'd you do? What, what, what did you do on the video? Fucking just stared into space and just talked and like freaked out. And it was. You look like Hunter Biden's laptop leaks. It was not as crackheadish, but it was that kind of thing. Yeah. And like uh, sometimes it occurs to me, like I feel like everybody does, has the psychedelic part of their life and then they stop at some point and like getting it from some guy at the bar is maybe not like where my journey should stop. No, like maybe you, I should have, have done, the Bali retreat well, that's before what I, was gonna I hang say. it Have up. you done PTSD shrooms, ayahuasca or DMT? I mean, I've done shrooms just like getting shrooms no, from no, someone like and just eating a shitload of shrooms grams. and freaking out. Wait, like 13 grams. Isn't that like shrooms. huge? That's like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. It's PTSD shrooming. It's a large dose in a period of time with someone that's watching over you and gently guiding you through PTSD trauma. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to go that deep on a couple of grams of shrooms. You're just okay. going to like see a lot of things kind of shifting. Yeah. I freaked the f out of shrooms a few times in my shrooms life. Are, I don't, I, shrooms are not for everybody. I would, yeah. I, I, I would use those. Honestly, all of it isn't for everyone. Ayahuasca is an ayahuasca requires you to basically project up everything inside of you in order for the actual next dose to land in you and for the effect to occur. Uh -huh. So you do a lot of vomiting. Really? Yeah. That like great, a day of it. Yeah. It's horrible. A whole day? It's a, and it's a very slow, it's like taking a, a small sailboat into the deep end. It's a while till you get there. DMT, you jump right into the deep end. Mm. It's very intense and it's very quick. Nice. I might go to Austin. Maybe me and Joe Rogan can do some DMT. If you go anywhere and do DMT, please bring me and can really? we film it? In fact, let's produce a documentary where we get our cool friends to do psychedelics and not do psychedelics to be assholes, but do psychedelics to try to process some things that are going on inside of them that they need to resolve because let's not act even at 40. Like we don't have things that we're still battling to get through. Right. We don't all, we don't know ourselves at 40. We don't know ourselves even when we die. We got a better understanding of everything, but wait till you start guiding your daughter through life. You're about to have a whole lot mm. of layers added to that. I got to witness a lot of that with Don and mm. wanting to, leave his family, but having children and not being happy where he was at, but being responsible with his children. That is a calling that I have, I, I could only express by watching it firsthand. It was insane. Definitely. I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. My publicist sent me some notes for this and he just wrote, she says that there's a lot of gay rappers who abuse women. Gay rappers? Yeah. 
no, gay rappers that abuse women. I, I First of all, I don't know who's gay or who's not. And that's one thing. Let me be very clear about even with the Diddy thing, you know, the rumors in the streets have gone on for years about who's gay or who's not or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being gay. Being gay or enjoying having sex with men is absolutely fine. If that is all Diddy or any other rapper we're doing, then that's fine. But there is they, something wrong with being a secret gay, right? No. If well, you not wrong. If but you it's don't want to express you know. to the world that you're gay, that's your own that's your own identity to express that's not for anyone else what what if you if, i don't know what, what where that sentence came from that doesn't i, I don't touch that from a with okay. a 10 foot pole but i will say it's not being if they're closeted or not it's not anything about being gay it's about who are you abusing mm. Are you abusing men and women? If you're having consensual sex with men and women, then that's just who you are. And if you don't want to admit it to people and you're lying or whatever, that's on you. If it comes out, then you made mistakes and should have been tighter with it. I only care about are you abusing people? Mm -hmm. Did you abuse a man? Did you abuse a woman? Did you violate a woman or a man? That is a very problematic situation anything else i personally think we should stop gossiping about who in rap music is gay yes at that time and even in times before me biggie days i don't think a gay rapper could have come up now we have two white boys with wiki braids singing island boys that are charting number one on music charts they charted number one they made a lot of money and now they're kissing each other and saying they're gay to me, I love that, that you're using the Island Boys instead of Lil Nas X as the reference point here. Well, no, but because they're also misappropriating a culture. And right, because they're not gay. I don't know what they are. I've never met them. I don't care to meet them. It's not something I care to understand. They're just trying to make what money I'm, on OnlyFans, I'm pretty but, sure. But what I'm saying is we live in a world where that actually made a music chart, and that actually is a song that everybody can sing. The Island Boys thing. You know the song. We all know the damn thing song and yeah. back in that day that would have never flown right that would have never happened back in the day that would have never been okay and you know it and i know it and anyone that was back in the day even during my time you would never have been able to been gay and been taken seriously as an urban rap artist there's a difference between being gay and being gay with your own twin brother I mean, I don't want to touch on them. They're ridiculous <laughs> to me. But but I think, you know, it's great that I guess we can you can be gay and be a rapper and do whatever they're doing as well, whatever. But that's not the environment that a lot of rappers uh, were raised in back in the day. And maybe if they did like guys or did want to be with guys, they couldn't be mm. because they wouldn't be able to have their careers and still be taken seriously because at that time that was just not being done. And a lot of it has to do with church and does the Bible accept gays and all of that kind of stuff plays into it, I think. But 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 on down the line, I guess now we are in a society where you can be gay and be a big rapper and I don't know, maybe kiss your brother. Who knows what's going on right now? I still feel like we're kind of struggling to see like long I love little, what little Nas has done. Right. I, I think he is such a creative genius. His art is flawless. He puts sex on display in such a raw, beautiful. I, I got turned on. Really? Yeah. You, I you love like watching guys fuck? 
Yeah, I could watch. I've watched even like I hear this from trans, a lot of women. I've watched trans girls. I've watched everybody. I I I think it's fun. I was watching a porno the other day, and this like super hot girl. I was like, God damn! I wish I looked like her. She was getting railed from behind on the kitchen sink, and he was going to town. And then she turned around, and she had a big old. Dick. And I was like, wait, should I turn this off? I shouldn't be watching this. And then I stopped it for a sec. I was like, in the middle, my vibrator was hot. It was ready to go time. And I was like, wait, uh uh-uh. And then I was like, why though, Aubrey HC? Like, don't, you don't be judgmental like that. You need to grow with the times. I literally forced my mind back into my orgasm from watching that. Really? So yeah, like, I I mean, am I going to like... You know, transition or anything? No, I'm fine with who I am. But like, I actually enjoyed watching the sex. That's it's happened great. to me a few times, and I really, in that moment, felt like I should be able to sue Pornhub. Oh, where they turned around and where there was a big dick. Yeah. Actually, she had a bigger dick than the guy fucking her. And not only did I have a moment where, is this right? Wait, it's kind of hot. Then I had a moment where I was like, I love that the female ended up having the bigger. Dick. This shit is female empowerment. Yeah. It was so good. I had all of it in one come. It was like the hottest shit. So let me ask you this. I just interviewed this dude, and he had an epic quote. It's about to come out, so the people probably have seen it by now. But his quote was, I'm not gay just because I like to suck my girlfriend's dick. Because he had a trans girlfriend. Does it make you gay if you suck your girlfriend's dick? Here's the thing. Why I don't. Why all the titles? Well, he had been like basically excommunicated. <laughs> His father disowned him over a title. Can't we just change the title? What do words yeah. even mean? This is this is for how I feel about but words. His dad's from a biker gang, so he like really didn't it. want his son to be gay. I guess I get it. Listen, this is my thought on words, and I had it in Bali while I was on my psychedelics. I started to get to a point where I. I wouldn't speak certain words because I felt I was manifesting things in my life. I know a lot of people that are still at that level. That's a level. Congratulations. I got to a cooler one. Mm. And that level looks like this. Break down everything to its origin. Where did words really come from? What were words before words? Hieroglyphics, etches in some stone. What did the etchings look like? You go there and get an uh, ox and kill it so we can eat. And you go there and fuck the woman so we can reproduce and get more people here. Mm-hmm. And and that's as simple as it, it got, right? So w- words are man-made. Who decided what gay means? Who decided what slurs mean? Who decides to put emphasis into what words? And, and we're all so particular about words nowadays in this society. But we're not even at a level where we're, rep- where we're understanding who decided what these words all mean? I'm not deciding that words mean certain things for me. Mm. I'm not deciding one word is good and one word is bad. I mean, of course, I will socially be responsible with my words, but because there's a whole society that isn't on that level yet. But words are man-made. Mm. The Bible is man-made. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Everything that we're reading is man-made. Somebody decided it to be so. I have a problem because I have questions. Who is the somebody? What was their experience in life? What color are they? What is their experience? What gender are they? I want to have a full-blown background check on whoever made up what words are mm. and mean. That's real. Have you, uh, I understand that you heard Donald Trump say some racist shit behind the scenes. I mean, really, Adam, he says racist shit in front of the scenes. <laughs> Not that racist. Though. Yeah, no, he says racist shit in front of the scenes all the time. Okay. Have you ever he, heard? He damn near came down and said he's going to put a fucking border up. 
Okay, well, I'm behind that for sure. I, I mean, he's been racially inappropriate. You seen what's going on down there? There's a lot of trouble. Adam, are you serious right now? I think that the wall was always a pretty solid idea. I can't, I can't get on that with you. I can't really? go on that train with you. I mean, there's a very big crisis at the border right now. I think that you can discuss the crisis at the border without using divisive language and um, slogans that disclude races from feeling welcome in America, just like he called COVID the Chinese flu or the China flu, which then offended a lot of people culturally and probably made a lot of people feel unwelcome in this country since the president was titling it in a way that was very thoughtless. But it seems it may have emerged from a lab in China. So if they invented it, I think we got to give them credit. (laughs) No one Chinese in this country had anything to do with COVID spreading across the world. And no one Chinese in this country should feel like the president who is the face of our country is basically putting some blame with his wording. He's a bombastic communicator. Like Kanye almost. But Kanye's a genius, a musical genius. Mm. But so let me not make the comparison. Actually, that was not a good comparison. But but well, yes, he doesn't, he'd mind. he doesn't use his words as effectively as he could. And I don't even honestly think that he's that hateful as he comes across. I think he just does whatever's good for the green. You were on set at The Apprentice, though. Did you ever hear him use the N-word? No, but he did, from what I remember, allegedly, when... There was like an off moment. He was saying something about, why don't blacks love me? I love blacks. They should love me. You're one. I have blacks. You're one of my blacks. Right, Arsenio? He said some shit that was hella out of pocket. I'm white and I can't speak on what it would be to experience that as a black person in that room. But it felt really fucking off in my soul. It sat real sideways in my soul. And I've looked at Arsenio like, I don't know if he was going to punch him or if he was going to just continue on with the filming. But I don't think anyone should say to somebody else, you're one of my blacks. That doesn't sound right to me at all. But you remember the clip where he said, that's my African-American over there. No, I, he actually said that yeah, in yeah, the yeah. world. It's, okay, it's, well, then there you go. So it's he more funny than offensive. It, it occurs to me that Trump is almost like a like a prison dude. Because like we just had a, a Mexican rapper named Lefty Gunplay on here. And he talks about Lefty the black. Lefty who? Lefty Gunplay. You should check him out. I thought we weren't allowed to have guns here. He had to leave, the, leave it in the car. But, uh, he left the Glock in the well, allegedly, I have no idea if he had a gun, <laughs> but he talks about the blacks a lot because he's coming from prison. He's a Mexican, so they just talk about the blacks. The blacks. That's talk what about they the say Mexicans. in prison. The blacks. Yeah, yeah. The whites, the blacks, the Mexicans. Oh, like yeah. they're divided by race is what you're saying. I'm saying Trump could potentially get talk by like on that. You could well, just say he that could he's also potentially the... be going to prison, so it's good that he understands the lingo. <laughs> I don't think he's going to prison even if he gets convicted. He won't though, go right? to an official prison, but mm. there'll be an ankle monitor and a never-ending stay at Mar-a-Lago or someplace like it. Right. Unfortunately, jail doesn't look the same for, for someone that big, but he's got 91 indictments, I think, now. Yeah. That's... I wonder if they'll let him walk the yard. They'll probably they'll stick him in. Some I don't think he wants PC to walk thing. the yard, babe. Have you seen him? I don't think he's a walker. I feel like the prison population probably like largely supports Trump. Really? Yeah. Can I tell you when I went to Bali, they support him there too, and I 
first argued with like the first four or five people that tried taking up for him. And then I was like, okay, this is something I'm not going to be able to do while mm. living here. So I'm just going to let it go. We barely talk about politics or Trump. So I'm going to just let it slide. But because people go to Bali because they want to distance themselves from their country or things that occurred or they come for healing to get away from wherever they were. It's a place where you go to seek a new life and a mm. better life. So you see a lot of people that are rebelling against the system that live there. And that's kind of his brand. And that's his brand. And so mm. they don't live in America. They weren't Americans that loved him, but people from all around the world would take up for him in Bali. And I would literally be like, I'm the only American sitting here. That man is trash. So I'm in the fucking garbage. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, I understand you and have... And you know that that is a, a lot for me to say because I fully also can say his son was my soulmate then and up till now, I had a love with him that I've never repeated with anyone else. But you also seem to make it clear that you think that his dad's presidency essentially kind of like ruined him or how he responded to his dad's presidency by sort of becoming this... Uh, I think that every single one of us that are in this industry are opportunists and he got the opportunity of a lifetime mm. and he took it and I probably would have too. So it doesn't make me hate him, but I do always want to be a, a constant reminder that I'm still here. I'm still talking. I'm still being authentic and doing me. And I didn't have to sell out in any bullshit. I'm not having to lie, come to an interview about OnlyFans and lie mm. about my old boss or anything that I'm going through. It's emotional. It's hard. It's rough. I dated a guy. It didn't work. I still love him. I never loved anyone the way I loved Don Jr. I'm telling you a lot of difficult things that don't have pretty endings and nice bows to wrap up on. But... I certainly don't have to f Kimberly Garfield and act like I hate a bunch of people that I don't. Mm. I don't know who's worse off. I think him, but who knows? What kind of guy would you see yourself ending up with? Because there is this weird strain between a lot of the guys that you've been connected with where they're like mega famous slash rich slash powerful slash embroiled in various legal problems. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I was, like, trying to think if I, like, fell for pros before knowing the full extent of all of it. I, I think probably not. But um, pros taught me something that I think is ringing true to me turning 40 and wanting a nice summary for 40 uh -huh. and single. Um, unless he doesn't go to prison. And then I very much would like to pick that back up. So you're just kind of waiting to find out. You wouldn't hold him down for 10 years while he was in the feds? I would, yeah. Really? Yeah, we discussed it. Real one. Yeah, we discussed it. We we couldn't get through discussing it because he doesn't like to use words that he doesn't want to manifest. And for me, I can't be in that world anymore. I got to live in reality where the real world's world words are real. Mm. We got to talk about what it looks like if something were to occur. All 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 occurrences. So are you guys an item right now or did you put it to the side while he figures out what his future is going to be with this? Well, when this interview comes out of 50 girls come out and say, I fucked your man and then want to come hit your podcast. Cause we all know you've had girls on that. Have my man. Oh, um, we, don't, we don't do a lot of that anymore. Well, yeah, back in the day, you, <laughs> you had, go talk to sharp. <laughs> <laughs> a few of the girls you had on back in the day, definitely fucked my man, but, oh, but shit. like, um, or one of my men, ugh, gross. The worst one, which one? Polly. Oh, Polly D. Yeah. What, Selena Powell was talking about him. Yeah. Selena Powell was an issue and there were many others. I love that Polly D is part of the story as well. 
He's the worst part of the story. I would too. always just I see these it. headlines like Polly D is like they the most paid DJ live. in America. Yeah, and don't and, get me started. And on we that. would just be like, "What the? That guy's that's a, a DJ? that's a sad day for all DJs out there that are real DJs. Let me tell you, that probably eats at them night and day. Diplo's rolling around in his grave. No, Diplo doesn't have a grave. Didn't he settle out that case? Oh right, he's alive. Yeah. Um, shout out Diplo. I'm just f-ing around. Um, I understand you have some pretty strong opinions about. Blueface and Krishan. No, I, I really don't. I, I literally have posted like one of the, what's the other girl involved? Jaden. Yeah. I literally posted her song on one of my pictures the other day, just laughing. It was like horrible. It's great not, song. It was not great. You, well, you know what my censored version of it is? You know how she says, play me right now. And then I want you to look in my eyes and tell me it's great. And then I'll have to end the interview because I won't be able to take you seriously. Okay. Anymore. We play this song around my kid, but then we have to how, like, what, why in the world would you ever do that? Have you heard of Stevie wonder? Not as much, but okay. Well, that's not my problem. That's a good song. What were the words? Oh, so you know how she keeps saying mother. Well, in Rapunzel, the woman who imprisons Rapunzel inside the tower is Mother Gothel. And my kid is really into Mother Gothel. So I've replaced Mother with Mother Gothel. <laughs> and it works. I have to like sing it over it so that she won't hear the F word. And this is why I'm scared of Hinge and having a child with any male out in America. <laughs> because we might censor Jaden Alexa's songs. <laughs> Because you might want to play it in front of my child. My child will not be listening to that. My child will be listening to Stevie Wonder. My kid listens to all kinds of classics, but... Okay, good. Keep them there. Right. You remember when they used to, like, play opera? My my mom used to... My mom is, is more diverse. She would play me the biggest song in every different country around the world before dinner. Really? She, so I was like well-versed and before I traveled around the world and was working for charities in Africa and India and every other place, I knew a lot of, like I knew Zap Mama, which is a really great band, by the way. You should get into them. Arrested Development. I learned at like very young ages through my mom. I think probably got into hip hop through Arrested Development and some kind of lane that took me on. But like, I literally what was their big song. They used to be all over the radio. Arrested Development. Yeah. They have tons of big songs. Tennessee. Tennessee was really big. Now, now play Tennessee right now against that. Um, what was it? Motherfucker, motherfucker song. Uh, well, I, I I can't, but I can hear you. With, I just taught my kid about this the other day. Scatman. She like I, I hyped it up so much Wait, let me hear, keep, play, keep it playing. Let me hear if that actually was good. Let me hear where it drops. Yeah, it's like everybody dance now. It's that like uh, remember that song everybody dance yeah. now. I, it's like nine. It's like nineties retro pop type. I, I hyped it, it up to my like kids that. so much, and then I sat her down in front of the TV and played Scatman, and she was just staring at it, and then looking at me, just like what the. F- like you want to know why that song vibrates has Kanye talks about this often hmm. you want to make music that vibrates on all different frequencies of your body that Jaden song has like maybe two frequencies I heard in it there's like a bass and a low bass and she's not giving a vocal or any type of like movement in her her vocal performance of rapping or whatever she does um that that song you just played it's jumping all over vibrations could you feel it jumping vibrating throughout your body a really classic epic song will make you vibrate from head to toe. That's how you know you have a hit. That's how you know you're listening to something that is all encompassing. That's what's so problematic with this music. Aside from the fact that they're manufacturing drama for this big circus performance that they title a circus and they're involving 
this whole generation and this whole era of drama. And I think all of them could offer so much more if they just tried a little harder to be interesting instead of faking drama that and will end up getting you into legal trouble, which hasn't it gotten him into legal trouble. Yeah, but also like shooting people is part of what's gotten him into legal trouble. I honestly like, yeah, I, I know Blueface pretty well. I've known him since before he was famous. I don't see him faking a lot of stuff. Well, I don't know what's fake or not. All I've seen in headlines is he's created a circus and everybody's going to watch and he's controlling everybody with his fingertips like type of wording. Yeah. Don't you think that's a bit silly? I mean, Jaden is like a pretty normal girl who's been like holding him down throughout all the craziness the for like I, 10 I don't know years. anything about her than I saw a video of her beating somebody up like horribly in a very really really aggressive way. Jaden? Like Who'd yeah. she beat up? There was a video of them Good at, for her. There was a video of them at a club and maybe somebody threw like some ice or water up in the air and then she like started to he blueface pulled the fan up on the stage and then tossed them over for, to her to beat up. Oh, really? It went viral. Okay. I, why are we wasting our brain cells talking about this? I'm like absolutely about to like. This is the over. future. You don't yeah, listen it, to no, any drill right, music? Right. It, it really is the future. I just, I really hate that for music. If you've ever been in the studio with Timbaland and watched him on a four wheeled chair scroll back and forth with 80 different sets of drum, taiko drums, and, and, making samples so he could later use them in songs. If you watch that for 40 minutes, you could, you'd never talk about blue face Jaden and the other ones drama again. It, it's just all consuming this young generation. And I wish that we got back more to the talent reasons of why we are fans of people, right. because I think the majority of the fans can't really explain why the music is great. They just love all the drama. Mm. And I don't love things that play into the drama because I think we need less of it. Things in real life are dramatic enough. We don't need to create any narratives. That Jaden Alexa song, though, I just got to keep it real with you. That song is a hit outside of the did drama. She, did she go into bed with you and your wife? Is that why you're defending her? I would never. The only man she's ever slept with was Bluefish. That was the guy that she had sex with, your wife? I saw a... a <laughs> <laughs> I saw no wait. I saw no. I saw a headline where you let her have sex with a black man and his Not dick was bigger. Face. That was Jason Love. Oh, I don't know who that person is. Who is that? He's a large male porn star. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you not feel like territorial over your wife? No, I did. I think that's why it was so compelling to so many people. Why'd you do it? I mean, hijinks, virality, money. I get money, zaniness. but. Viral, really? Did you did you ever? Um, you don't have any emotional damage in your mind buried from seeing it. Well, maybe the ayahuasca retreat that you're proposing will bring it out of me. But no, I feel pretty all right. You do. So you have an openness that I just don't have. I would be so heartbroken if I saw my wife who gave. I've seen birth, so I'm sure you were in the room when she gave birth. But you spent years dating a married man. Yeah, but marriage uh, uh, for them looks a lot different than. Mm. Uh, marriages that normal people have. Well, I guess it's contracted. They're chosen. There's a whole thing. The counter to that is that but, but I'm not, sex but also, looks a lot different in so, the porn world. No, I know that. Yeah. I just feel like I, I, I don't judge it. I mm. think it's fine. I'm not looking at you any type of way. I'm just saying I would feel so like um, that's my wife. Get away from her. Mm. Like protective of her. I did feel a little bit of that, but I feel like. How much money did you make off of it where it's like, oh, that feeling doesn't matter. I made this much. 
untold riches. Wait, tell me. Is no. It, yes, I want to know. I want to know how much money it would take because I'm, listen, I'm just She would kill me if I told you. I'm just exploring OnlyFans. So I want to understand how much money for what. What are the prices we're putting on shit? I have this guy that I want you to work with. In what way? His name is Dread. I don't like huge, gigantic dicks. They're just a yeast infection waiting or UTI waiting to happen. I don't want it. Wait till you see this thing. And I like sucking my man's dick every day, maybe twice a day. I love giving head to a man that I love. And I don't want to suck a big dick every day. That's horrible. That is the problem. When I watch videos of girls going down on this guy, they're they're nibbling on the top two inches. Yeah, of no, it. I don't I don't even want dick like that. Kanye's dick is like that. I don't want dick like what? that. What? Allegedly. How do you know? You I bet, don't know. I don't I'm you not saying Kanye? No, I did not. You're saying Kanye's got that big of a dick and we haven't heard about it till now? Yeah, he does. Really? That's facts. Yes, factual. I figured that would have been in like rhyme number one that he wrote in his life. And then every other rap after that. No, he doesn't talk about it because he doesn't need to. He lives big dick energy. Have you not paid attention? He walks big dick energy. I saw somebody post a photo of him and it was like maybe it got a wrong little poke in a certain area. And they're like, look at how small it is. And I was just sitting there like, y'all are so misinformed. That thing dangles past the knee soft. What the f- yeah, it's huge. I can't believe I made it to 40 without knowing about this. Yeah, it's huge. Kanye. <laughs> I didn't have sex with them, but it's huge. Put it on the table. <laughs> he can. We want to see it. He could put it all over your entire body and you'd go missing. Pause. He <laughs> <laughs> better not put it all over my entire body. <laughs> How much money would you take for that, though? I'm wondering. For him to You got to start teaching all over my entire Adam, can you, Kanye? Adam, can you slowly move me into the OnlyFans world in a way that I could feel comfortable with just light thing? I'm not doing anything. I, th- I definitely, I, I have I some advice for you. I want to understand it better. Right. I'm doing well. I make good money. That's why I definitely need you to sit down with my wife because she she's she knows everything about it from a technical side. Oh, good. I would love to know then. Yeah. Because I'm still very new and I'm still learning, but I'm... I, you know, I'm only doing what I'm comfortable with, but I'm very interested to understand it. That's the problem. We got to go outside that comfort zone. I know. You but, need dread. But <laughs> I don't want to do. <laughs> we'll dress him up like Kanye. No, I tell you, I wouldn't want a dick that big. I would never in my life. Mm. I like a, I like a boyfriend dick all day, every day. Mm. Nice and a little bit thickety thick. Cause I have a very tight. So it feels good if you've got a thick one there mm. because and it'll feel great for you. And I like just enough length to make me feel like I'm being choked in a loving way. You know, like <sighs> I don't need anything dramatic. Okay. No dramatic. No dramatic. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm 40 and I refuse it. I've got my own money, my own shit. I'm not in debt and I'm fucking living my best life aside from that shit right mm. now. And I don't want to have to deal with any aggressive. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. I need a very nice man with a well-packaged boyfriend slash husband to fly my way. Do you know any? No, <laughs> I only know dread. I, uh, I only You're know really men in the porn industry and then rappers. Oh God. No, none of you. And I don't want any of that. Yeah. Maybe Blueface. Well, if he's no, he's no, I don't want to be part of the drama. I don't want to be part of the circus. No, thank you. But I think it would be great. It's fun. I've seen pieces of it. I'm glad they're making their money. Good for them. But as somebody that, 
literally has so many background tracks on most of the music I've made that it competes with Brandy's aphrodisiac. I mean, we would make the engineers and computer systems do the little circle circling. They call it the circle of death pinwheel because we'd be blowing the the computers down because we'd stack so many backs to have that many vibrations in our music. I don't say it with any disrespect. I don't even know the girl. I'm sure she's lovely. She's much younger than me. I have nothing bad to say about a young girl. I don't know. I hope she's candling her money and doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And I hope she's really happy and she's doing things that she'll be proud of when she's my age. Either way, I can't respect that music because I don't. It's no hate on her. I'm not trying to get involved in the circus. I just... I need my music to just be a little bit more difficult to make for me to enjoy. And I know what it took to make that song. And they were in and out after smoking a few of these. <laughs> Shut up, Gang Palm. Yes, they were. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, especially when you listen to a masterpiece like Scatman, it's kind of like, I don't oh. know if that's a masterpiece. Well, I, I, you're still not taking me all the way to masterpiece. But are you, is Scatman paying you? Are you fucking Scatman on the low on your on, for paid viral money with your wife? No, I don't even know the scat man. Who is the scat man? Let's see what he looks like. Maybe we could get him to. I believe that like feature. scat, like that style of vocal scat performance. Scat is also a sexual thing. Yeah, it's poop. Is it? Yeah. I used to have a member of our band that would low key go to sex parties when we were on tour in different cities, and the whole kink that he was into. Or there's these like there's sites where you could get your kinks fulfilled. I don't even know what they're called because I'm not I'm, I'm not doing that. Don't come to my OnlyFans for that. I don't roll around in shit. But um, they'd put a full blown like tarp down from Home Depot down in like a a pure space or like a rented building area, mm-hmm. and then they'd all shit and then they'd all fucking it. And he finally, like, he told me he was going to sex parties for the first couple cities of tour, but then he started to explain it to me. Maybe he thought I'd be into it, but he told me that. And I was like, there really are levels to sex. I just don't know (laughs) that I'm, I don't think I could, I'm too old to get into that level. If that is something that, like when I hear, when I heard about with you, what you and your wife do, and that also that you guys are in this functioning, loving relationship, it was shocking to me because in my head, I'm like, I can't make it all align and make sense because I would be, if I saw a man's dick that's been inside me and a man that's my soulmate, that if I saw Don's dick inside of somebody, I would be physically f- sick and I, you could pay me $5 million. I don't want it. Right. But you're a prude. No, uh, the, other, say, the other day I I'm fucked probably her. Prude. <laughs> I fucked my wife with another guy the other day. For OnlyFans. I think but. you guys are just able to separate sex and money and the business part of it with yeah. your relationship. With That's a very advanced state to be in. I, I, I am not in that state. I also don't have a husband, so I'm not even capable of understanding that state. Mm. I do have friends that are in open marriages, and I think they're happier than my friends that are in marriages that aren't open. And listen, I'm Mr. Live and Let Live, do whatever you want to do, but... I personally am going to draw the line at the slip and slide diarrhea orgy. That is just not I was going to say, is there anything you won't let your wife? Because like I know in my friends that are in open marriages, like they can't get the number and stay in contact with the person or they have to, uh, the partner has to choose the person for them or there's rules still. We're basically like monogamous besides on camera. But do you guys have rules for the on camera? Some vague rules. Like do you, are you do let her just like tongue kiss a man? Kissing is one of the rules. Yeah. Exactly. So mm. you do. You love your wife. I am human. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get. I feel. I, I get you now. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I, that that part makes sense because to me, kissing is more vulnerable than fucking. Right. It's your mouth. It's your tongue. It's your. You have to love to suck on some lips for right. a long time and rub tongues with someone. That's all kinds of 
fucking bacteria lives on a tongue. Yeah, that's over. Oh, hell right no. There. I don't know about yeah. that. Um, you got a tongue scrape. That's what you need to know about that. You do that? I just brush it. I never scrape Get it. Get a scraper. They're so much better. You should tongue scrape at least 14 times every morning, according to Ayurvedic medicine. Every morning? 14 yeah. times? Because at night, your stomach is, if, especially because we don't have beds that are tilted. Even Elon Musk confirmed this one time in a tweet, I think. But like, you're, you should have your bed lifted to a certain degree to where your stomach can't gurgle back up when you're laying flat or on your side, it can then go back up your esophagus. And that's what gives people morning breath. Really? It leaves a coat on your, you could go to bed and have brushed your teeth and still wake up with morning breath. That's because as your stomach's processing while you're sleeping, it's coming back up and it lives on your tongue. That's why when you scrape it, you're eliminating it. When you brush, you might catch a few, but you're not getting all of it. I'm glad we started this podcast talking about coffee <laughs> and crackers, and then we end talking about scraping tongue your scraping. tongue in the morning. But by the way, get a, get a copper scrape. Tongue scraper. I'm sure they have them on like Amazon. It, it'll change your life. They feel so good. It's kind of fun for me to do. I really? love it. Yeah. I've become a much more serious flosser over the past couple of years. You got to. I hated flossing when I was young. No, I don't know how people teach their kids to love it. It's hard. I floss my teeth after almost every meal now. Really? Yeah, because I just can't stand having little chunks of shit. It's not shit because of what we were just talking about, but <laughs> food stuck between my teeth, especially if there's Wait, nuts. How much? Well, I have a question. How much was the amount of money? Because I know you made some statement like once I make this amount of money, I'm out. What was it? Um, I don't know. What is what is the amount of money where you'd be like, I'm not showing up today, guys. Sorry. <sighs> I don't know. I just I, I don't even I don't know what I said before, but definitely like I can think of like outlandish. Yeah, numbers. go outlandish with it. No, because you hang out with like actual rich people. I don't want to be over here like, yeah, I'll just leave everything if I had a hundred million and you're going to be like a hundred million. Babe, He's broke. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't judge people like that. And the men I, I love, I don't love them. What I would, we did, we keep jumping around, which is great because I love talking to you. But, mm. um, when Praz taught me about threshold, it's not about money. He had taught me. It's about what can you withstand? Once you understand your threshold, let's end it on this actually. Okay. Threshold is a very important thing that very few people ever consider before they die. And had they ever considered it prior, they would have had a much better life. And here's what threshold is. Understanding what you can handle. Praz said to me, well, this will happen. That will happen. We're going to need to get your house set up with cameras that are this, that, and the other. We're going to need, do you know how to check your car for a bomb? You need to learn how to X, Y. And I was like, you need to stop all of that. Just having me stress the fuck out, like, please. And he's like, that's your threshold. Now, when you get right with yourself, you need to identify that that's your threshold and don't act outside of it. Because when you act outside of it, your life is going to get to a place that you can't handle. Mm. So if you want a happy life that you can handle, understand what your threshold is and don't act outside of it. And you'll have a pretty good life. Right. And I don't believe thresholds include money, but for some people I've talked with, debt is a real thing that they're scared of that has them frustrated daily. So when you get that in control, then that means money is part of your threshold. Staying at a certain amount of money is part of your threshold. But whatever anyone's threshold may be, really taking the time, or I think you learn it by feeding. Pros taught me mine. But what I learned about why I'm attracted to men, the, the men that I've always ended up with in life, which happened to be, yes, all of those things that you said. I've mean, never dated a regular guy straight up. Mm. What I saw in pros that I was so happy about was what I had with Don, except finally it was with like a guy I could like that wasn't corny. Don mm. was a little corny. I had to edge him up a bit. I had to teach him how to talk in the streets. I couldn't bring him around all my friends. 
you know? Dawn in the streets. I don't know. He learned. We got, I mean, we got him proper sneakers and like, you know, cleaned him up a little bit so he wouldn't be laughed at. But like Praz already knows the codes. He was like, I could talk to him for real, for real. We didn't have to like, I didn't didn't have to like upgrade him in any type of way. That man knows Uh uh, as far as style, swag and all that. Right. But like, um, but he's, he has the threshold that he felt that he could have as much money as he had, um, you know, for, for the businesses that he was creating. I never have ever in my life been able to see myself having over $50 million. He had more than that. There's mm. a kind of threshold you have as a human when you can imagine yourself having, let's say, I'm just throwing out a number for no reason other than to just have a point, $50 million. I've never in my life visioned myself in that capacity. He has. Mm. So is Don. Something about people that have thresholds that just have no fuck Mm. are really willing to just go all the way there and then some. And they don't always end you up in good places. I think Praz is scared where he's at. I think Don is miserable where he's at. I'm happy here and I don't vision 50 million in my life and I'm cool. Mm. But I really love a man that does because I want to stand next to a motherfucker that's got that kind of energy. Those men always win in ways that I like physically, mentally. Those are the men that can handle who I am. And I like that. So if there's any guys out there with $50 million (laughs) and a nice body. No, not, not, not a nice body. Not everybody had a nice body. Decent body, right? Don Jr. reminds me of the, what's his name from American Psycho? Yeah, he's very much. Does he like it's wake Christian up and like do a thousand push-ups? No, he got more fit since I was with him. He was a little more round. Okay. But he's had his round, round days. He was round, He was big, big. I feel like we got 50 million. Eh, get round. That's exactly how I feel. Who the fuck wants to, but you know what? Working out as I've, now that I'm getting up to 40 or 40, it's for our mental health. Mm, I agree. I got to run because I need my mind to decompress before I enter a conversation so I don't fucking trauma dump on someone without their knowledge. Really? Like I did to your producer the other day. Yeah. <laughs> we talked for seven hours. Wait, really? <laughs> seven? It was like six. Holy six shit. Yeah. Laura, you should have recorded that. We could leak it. No, we were gossiping. That's nothing for this. That's nothing for the podcast. We were just having a girl's chat about life. But... Um, but yeah, like when, because I've been locked, by the way, sorry, because I've been locked up in my house for three months, I don't talk to many people. And when you don't talk to your people and it starts building to this level of mm. heaviness, you can't just call them and say, Hey, can we catch up? Cause you got to catch them up on so much. There's no time. That's true. So then people like your producer catch it stray. Yeah. She's good for that. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. Everybody, cop the OnlyFans. Check out <laughs> our you. collab coming soon on OnlyFans. Yes! Sign up Listen, now. Listen, wait, could we collab in a way that I'm comfortable with? Because, you know, I'm not, I don't do all the things yet. Whatever you need. I'm uh, I'm open to. I want to meet your wife. Can we have dinner? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. That's a great idea. Love that. Uh, Everyone says she's lovely that I like, so. She's great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, 
Like, comment, and subscribe. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Aubrey coolest. O'Day. This is, this is my favorite it. podcast I've ever done. Really? Yeah, I told you it was going to be the best so one. I was so scared that you were going to be all kinds of things, and you are just the coolest, most down-to-earth, super chill vibe, very real, honest. I pray to God that all of this just gets played as is. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, like, this was very—I don't feel like I was taken advantage of. I felt very safe here, and I think you're cool as and your wife's a lucky woman. Thank you so much. Wow, and your daughter's so even more lucky. Oh, I'll show you all kinds of photos. I was going to yeah. say, I want to see. All right. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs>